It's my awesome privilege to invite up Pastor Steve Graham from Equippers in Auckland. He's the Dean of Equippers College, speaks all around the world, globally, nationally, and he's such a good friend of mine. Um, I just think it's awesome that he's here with us. So come on, let's receive him, give him a hand. Awesome, grab a seat. It's great to be here, Sonny Nelson. Oh my goodness. Although I hear it's supposed to rain a bit later, but we won't talk about that. Um, it's great to be here uh, with you. Hey, um, I want to I wanna talk a bit, it might sound a bit heavy, but I want to talk about a part of our um, Christian life. How are we going over there? Yeah, flick up the first one. Around, um, around about the idea that part of our understanding of our Christian life has got to be that it's a battle. And um, often we like to think, oh, um, no, it's all just about being loved and, and keep on. And that's totally true. But there's another side that something like there's a fight for the good things in our life that God wants to do. There's a fight for what God, it's not all just going to fall in our lap. And, and look up the next one. I, one of the things that I like is um, we need to learn to think in kind of multiple ways about what it means to f- be followers of Jesus. So Paul writes this uh, in one of his letters, all right? This guy, Epaphroditus, he just says this, he's my brother, he's my co-worker, and he's my, my fellow soldier. It's like, yeah, we're, one level, we're just brothers. We're all family. We're here. It's all about love. It's all about belonging. It's all about support. On another level, we're actually working away on something together. But on another level, we're actually in a fight together for something. And our fight's not against people, but our, there is spiritual opposition to what we do. There's resistance. And so it's like, yeah, we're brothers and sisters. We're family here. Yeah, we're co-workers and something, but we're also fellow soldiers and we're in a fight together. And I just feel like maybe today God just wants to encourage some people where you know that you're in a bit of a battle for some stuff. Maybe there's, stuff, there's some areas that have been a bit hard this year. And I just really want to encourage you and maybe equip you for that battle. Flick up the next one. He, he, Paul does this lots of times. So he says, Timothy, our brother, Philemon, our friend and fellow worker. Someone's our sister and fellow soldier. So he, he thinks in terms of multiple ways. Like, hey, yeah, we're brothers. Hey, yeah, we're fellow, we've, we're workers together, but we're, we're also fellow soldiers. Flick up the next one. He, um, so he works with these three main things. We're brothers and sisters and friends. We're co-workers and we're fellow soldiers. You're right with that? So flick up the next one. Some people say this is like the three parts of church. We're community, we're corporation, and we're core. Some people go, hey, we're all, the church isn't an army. It's not an organization. It's a family. We go, well, you're right in what you affirm, but you're wrong in what you denied. Yeah, we are a family, and then we're here to love each other. But we are actually building something in our own lives and together, and we are actually fighting for something. And it's not like, it's don't be full when people, you know, we're all of those. Uh, other people put, it's kind of like, flick up the next one, it's like, this is our, this is the heart of what we are, this is the organization, but this is the inspiring vision, like, come on, we need to rise up, come on, there's something more, we're not just going to settle back, and, 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 and so it's not one or the other, we're all of them at the same time, uh, and the one that I like framing this is just, we're called to belong, we're called to build, and we're called to battle, and it's like, oh yeah, in my own life, I, I need a more and more find this place I just rest that I'm loved by God but then come on I need to build something in my life my life needs to have built further on than where I was a year ago but then on another level it's like man I've got to fight for some stuff and then and then together as well 
So flick up the next one. So he is like, he can write, First John, he can write and say, I write to you, dear children, you know the Father. It's like, man, we could do a great message. Church is all just about being family, just knowing you're a child of God, knowing that we're all brothers and sisters, knowing that you're loved, knowing that you come home. That's a great message, and it's one-third of the truth. But then if you flick up the next one, he's um, also, Jesus says this, whoever hears these words of mine puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, it's, man, I just got to know that I'm just loved by God's my daddy and I'm loved and everything's okay. And it's like, okay, but now I also, I need to build some stuff. I need to build knowledge. I need to build understanding. I need to build faith. And then Paul says he considers himself a wise master builder of the church. Oh, we actually built you in here in Equippers Nelson. You're building something. Uh, but then, you know, the next one, First Timothy, Paul says this, you man of God, flee from this, pursue this. This Verse 12, fight the good fight of the faith. Oh, there's a fight to this thing. Oh, it's not all just going to fall in my lap. And it's not just going to sit, but I'm going to have to fight for some stuff. I'm going to hit some obstacles and I'm going to have to push through them. And, and there's going to be opposition and there's going to be attack. And it's like, I've got to find a way to deal with this. And so, so this, is the, this is the third that I want to talk about today, okay? It's not everything, but it's a part of the truth. Uh, and if you flick up the next one, just to show you, it's there a lot in the Bible. You know, Paul does this thing. He talks about a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. And then he just says, reflect on what I'm saying. The Lord will give you insight. So he's like, think about the life of a soldier. If you ponder that, you're going to get some insights about how your life is going and what it's like to be a Christian. And it's like some of us sometimes get some confused. I thought God loved me. I thought, no, no, you need to think about there's still a fight on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like sometimes I've got to ponder and think, what would life be like as a soldier? Oh, that helps me not get disappointed or disillusioned when stuff gets hard because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in a fight. Rather than if I'm, if I'm just thinking everything's about family, it's like I'm feeling like God's let me down because he, he's supposed to be the loving daddy. I'm supposed to be his kid. How come it didn't come? Yeah, you need to put on the fight glasses and go, oh, I interpret my situation. I'm in a fight for this thing. It's not that God's not a loving daddy. It's that there's a fight for something and, and there's a battle for something. Uh, I'm not going to, just to show you, there's a whole lot of verses, flick up the next one, you know, the whole famous passage, you, finally you're going to need to be strong in the Lord, yeah, okay, I'm going to rest and relax in one part, I'm just going to feel God's love, I'm going to just steadily build, but there's another part of my life, it's like, man, i gotta, I got to stand up, i got to be strong in this area, otherwise I'm going to get run over, and you know, because we're, we're in a struggle, and it's against spiritual forces of evil, it's like, oh, there's, there's, there's spiritual forces that don't like me succeeding, that don't like things going well in your life. And, and so I'm going to have to learn. It's not, some people see demons under every tree. Like that's too far. You need to get back the other, the other ones. But some of us have just got a bit blasé and a bit slack and, and forgotten. Actually, we're in a fight for some things. And, and I need to know how to do that. You know, so you flick up the next one. He lists all of this armor. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, feet, stuff on your feet, a shield, a helmet, a sword. And so one part of my Christian life, you know, tomorrow morning you wake up and it's just, I'm just there enjoying the love of God as my dad. Another, I'm just going to, another, I'm just going to faithfully build 
layer upon layer into my life. But there's another part that you better wake up tomorrow morning like this with your shield up because there's darts coming and a sword ready to hit down some stuff. No, you're not going to attack my family. No, you're not going to attack my mind. No, you're not going to get me down. No, those thoughts that come into my mind, no, those are not from God. And I, I put my shield up and stop them. Uh, and so I just, yeah, flick on, you know, this whole theme of armor gets repeated. Put on the armor of light. Next one. Um, uh, again, talks about the breastplate and helmet. So this is a theme that goes over and over in Scripture. Next one. Oh, that didn't work. And the next one. Has it crashed? Shall I keep going? And the next one, um, tell me when it comes up. And uh, there it is. And, and so Paul says this, again, if a trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? And some of what I want to challenge you today, I want to be like a trumpet who says, hey, come on, you need to get ready. Uh, you need to get ready to fight for some stuff. No, I'm going to fight for my marriage. I'm going to fight for my kids. I'm going to fight for the call of God in my life. I'm going to fight for his purpose. In my, I'm going to fight that there is peace in my home. Going to fight that I live under a sense of freedom, but 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 I need I'm going to need to fight for some things. Look up the next one, uh, and so I want to talk about uh, see how we go. I've got ten weapons of our warfare. I want to talk about. I'm just going to chat through them really, and so those are the first five. There's another five, so we'll see how we go for time. I'm not going to go long, but I just want to talk about some of the things. Like man, if I'm going to have to fight for some stuff, what are some things that I need to know? Is that all right? So, and some from my so the first one is surprisingly is man, you, you need to understand about the necessity of not you knowing you're forgiven, but forgiving people. You know, Jesus told this parable of someone, uh, a, a king forgave someone, and then that person wouldn't forgive someone else. And, it, and then in the parable, it just says, lock him up. Uh, because he was a wicked servant. And it's like, what you need to understand, when we hold unforgiveness in it, it, it keeps us in the prison. And it's like, I just need to get free of some stuff. The devil's defeated, but I need to get free. Otherwise, I give him, a, I give him an entry into my life. And so I've found, you know, in my life, it's just the importance of, it, for, forgiveness doesn't mean what they did wasn't wrong, what they mean doesn't hurt. It, forgiveness means I'm not going to let myself be tied up by this. I release it from my life. You know, I had a, um, when I was about 15, a, a kind of prophet guy, oh no, a healer kind of evangelist guy. Once I went to him for prayer and he just had this download from heaven and he said, Oh, you need to forgive your dad for four things, you know, for how he treated your mom, for how he favored your brother. Can't even remember the other two. But he just read the script of my life, and I realized I just carried this. Uh, my dad was in and out of prison when I was little and then took off, and I just carried this unforgiveness and bitterness towards my dad. And this guy just said, that's, hot. that's tying you up. You just need to forgive because it releases me. You know, and the devil's strategy, I just said, is to get us offended. And if we don't deal with that, then it turns into bitterness. And it's like, man, I just need to keep free. And so the devil doesn't normally appear with, you know, red cape and horns. He normally just appears like a sense of being wronged, a sense of being slighted, a sense of being offended, a sense of uh, injustice. It's like, those are darts from the, I'm not going to let that in my life. Because it's a devil's strategy to tie me up. So I haven't got time to talk, but just to know, I, I'm just going to throw out a smorgasbord, and at the end, 
if you feel like God's kind of, you're like, man, I realize there's a fight in this part of my life. We're going to just pray for some people, okay? So I'm just going to throw a whole lot of stuff out, and you just let most of, 90% of it wash over you. But if God puts his finger on one, you're just like, yeah, we're going to deal with that today. So I go away free. So the second one is prayer and fasting. A lot of the Equippers churches just now are doing a Daniel fast. And it's from a passage in Daniel where, um, you know, he, he got a vision from God, but he didn't understand it. And so he prayed. And here's this thing why the battle thing's important. For three weeks, he didn't get an answer. And, and so it'd be easy. Oh, I thought God loves me. God feels a long way from me. No, no. When the, he finally, an angel appears, the angel says, I've been in a fight for three weeks to get the answer to you. There's a battle going on. And your prayer and fasting has... So sometimes if we're all just family, we're like, I feel so let down that God didn't come through. No, no. The other, there's a battle for your answer. There's a battle for your prayer. And you need to like, oh, when I pray and even with fasting, I'm pressing into this battle. It's like, you know, we've been, uh, we're two weeks into this three-week fast, and it's like, no, God, there's more for my family. I haven't seen yet. They, I've, you know, I've got a daughter who's away from God. God, I want to see a breakthrough in her life. You know, there's parts of our life, Lord, I want to see a breakthrough in here and know that I'm engaging in a battle for things. And maybe sometimes some of us have just been too complacent. Oh, well, it mustn't have been God's will. Well, maybe it wasn't. But the other option is, no, keep pushing the battle. Don't, don't resign to it. You know, even we heard a lot about praise. Um, praise is a weapon. And um, just we had finished college on Thursday and someone did their final little sermon talk they have to do and uh, and they talked about praise and praising in the in in the front of enemies you know and a whole we've got a whole lot of students finished college some of them don't know what they're doing and I felt just God say to me oh the thing you need to praise in is in front of is uncertainty and it's like yeah okay I haven't got any money in my bank but I'm going to choose to pray I don't know what I'm doing next year but I'm going to choose to praise you know I'm struggling in this part but I'm going to choose to praise it, it actually, the, the devil is like, ah, so frustrated because he's hoping to get you down. And when you choose to praise, he loses hold on you. Also, sometimes when we just choose to surrender, God, I don't know what's happening, but I just surrender to your will. Come on, spiritual warfare is about being set free in ourselves, but it's also about prayer and fasting and praise and surrender. Um, just, you know, it's about the blood of Jesus. The enemy's defeated on the cross and the significance of the blood of Jesus. It's Colossians 2 says, Jesus disarmed the enemy. He doesn't have any right over you. And so I need to remind, no, my family's covered in the blood of Jesus. My life is covered in the blood of Jesus. The devil has no hold on me. The devil has no right over my life because Jesus broke his power on the cross. Just a whole lot of things, even with that kind of fourth one, faith declarations of God's word. You know, I love that picture. The shield of faith that's like, oh, things aren't working. You are no good. But no, I lift up faith. No, no, I know God's word. I'm chosen by God. I'm, I'm designed by God. Uh, his will is for me. Bart saying, you know, the earth is the Lord's. and the full. It's like I lift that up, but I, also, but I hit back with the sword of the Spirit. No, this is the truth of God. This is the truth. God is a good God. And it's like, man, but my bank account's maxed out and dead. And so I'm going to keep declaring, no, God is a good God until I see it happening. One of the other interesting things you might, is even the 
of prophetic words, we often think we get a prophecy, it's like, oh, great, God's going to do it, and we sit back and wait for it to happen. I don't know how many people have got pages and pages of prophecies, and it's like, and then you get disappointed it doesn't happen. But, you know, if you look up, the next one has a verse. I love this. Paul writes to Timothy, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, this, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Sometimes we've got to go back. God, you promised me that, uh, my, you promised me that, uh, you know, my children would be in faith. You promised me that uh, our debt would be gone. God, you spoke a word and you promised me that we would flourish. You've got to take those prophecies and you've got to use them to fight with. Rather than just, oh, disappointed, oh, I had this prophetic word and it never happened. No, sometimes you've got to fight with them. you kind of got to go, no, no, there's more yet that I haven't seen, and I want to see this happen. Did you move up the next one? Cool. Uh, so that all sounds super, pretty super spiritual. I'm kind of rushing through these. But, but I want to talk about the, ne- the next one. Um, actually, surprisingly, just you got to do the basics well. So there's a story of Elijah as a prophet. He has this massive showdown, 400, you know, calls down fire from heaven, 400 bad prophets killed. Then a Jezebel says, oh, you know, I'm going to kill you. And he has a massive spin out, runs off into the desert um, uh, and kind of, I just want to die. And then the angel comes to him and the angel doesn't say, come on, Elijah, pray more, have a devotion, seek me. Pray. The angel just, I don't know if you've ever, the angel says you need to eat and sleep. You need to eat and sleep. I was talking to a, a pastor this week who was just feeling really overwhelmed and kind of a bit frazzled and stuff. And like, man, I think I need to get some counseling. I need prayer. I was like, mate, you just need to get some things anchored in your life. You need to get back some routines of sleeping and eating and exercising. You need to sort the basics out in your life. And even the emotional tank, uh, you know, you need to get some time with some friends. The devil sometimes just wants to get us frazzled, and it's like, actually, part of spiritual warfare is I just getting some basics in my life back in order. If you feel like your life's under attack, your marriage is under attack, it's like, man, I just got to work even harder at just doing the basics. Keeping in a good space, you know, I love, uh, there's a time for fasting, but there's a story in Nehemiah. I think it's chapter eight, uh, where they um, where they start fasting and praying, and a light, and Nehemiah comes and says, "No, no, stop that, stop that! Now's not the time. I want you to go and buy nice food and nice drink. You got to celebrate because why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it's like if you got a part of your life that's really hard right now, you got to work harder at injecting some joy and celebration in another parts." You've got to be extra careful. to If you're struggling with a kid who's causing you got a lot of trouble, take extra time to go for dates with your husband or wife. Like, I'm going to work hard at keeping strong and not getting worn down by this stuff. I feel like, God, I feel, I feel like God's maybe saying that to some people. Come on, just, I, 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 it's not all prayer and fasting and prophetic declarations. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is just go to bed early and have a sleep or go for a date with your wife or go for a walk around the block and get some, oh, he's getting some conviction about the dates, getting the elbow, the old elbow in the ribs. Like, <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, yeah, come on, this is, this is part of the battle. I got to look after myself because I'm in a battle. And I've got to invest in this stuff. Okay, that's the first flick up the next one. 
Um, I can probably slow down a bit. Here's the next five. So you need to look, but one of the things I've found is you need to, you need to, and it's about going or growing deeper. It's like, again, if the devil's defeated, the only thing that's holding me back is often the stuff in my life that gives them a foothold. So I need to commit to sorting out some stuff, to dealing with some stuff, to, to letting God go down to the issues, that insecurity, that, uh, that anger, that lust, that wh- whatever is the stuff that's deep down in your heart is holding you back. So I want to sort this stuff out um, and not partnering. You know, it's interesting in Luke 4, before Jesus started his ministry, he's in the wilderness. And when he comes, it says he went into the wilderness in the, in the fullness of the Spirit. He came back in the power of the Spirit. There was a big shift. And, and when he comes back in the power, he stands up and goes, you know, the uh, blind eyes are going to see Oppressed people are going to be set free. Prisoner, it's like, man, I've got total victory. Interesting, those weren't the battles in the wilderness. The battles in the wilderness were internal things. No, even though I'm hungry, I won't turn the stones into bread. No, even though I know I'm called to lordship, no, I won't worship Satan to get the kingdoms. No, I won't throw myself off the temple to, to receive. And, and he won some battles on the inside. And we often think, that, see, the real battle's not out there. The battle is in here and here. Um, I don't want to freak you out, but we used to be um, we used to be missionaries in the Philippines, and we went for three years uh, at the start just by ourselves, not part of any organisation. And on one level, it was real good. On the other level, it was just hell for us. And so, we, my wife and I came back. We had two little kids, and um, and we and fun, like our marriage was really on the rocks at that stage. And I remember one night when we're back in New Zealand, um, waking up in the middle of the night, and down the back of our bedroom, seeing this big, ugly demonic presence like a Jabba the Hutt thing with a big kind of swoon down its side. And I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, oh, the devil's strategy to take you out of mission is to destroy your marriage. And I could go, wow, the devil's attacking my marriage. It's like, why did he have a foothold in there? The answer was for us to go to marriage counseling, not just to pray against demons in the bed. I, you, you need a you need a. You need to restore the walls. You need to close the doors. You need to fix some stuff to make it whole. And come on, if you're in a battle tonight, like, come on, God often wants you to go deeper, to grow deeper, to sort some stuff out. And stuff that you've carried for a long time, it's like, man, I've managed to get here, but to go further, I've got to deal with this thing now. You know, it's what happened to Elijah. He, yeah, first of all, eat and sleep, eat and sleep, eat and sleep. But then on the mountain, he has this confrontation, you know, with like, what are you doing here, Elijah? And God puts his finger on some stuff. And I want to tell you, part of your battle will be, you'll find God puts his finger on something. It's like, your problem is not out there. You need to deal with this issue. Because this is what's holding you back. Come on, God wants you to be free. One of the things, I've been a Christian for like 40 years, been in ministry 35 years, is a Still, even on the plane down here, God put his finger on something. It's like, you need to deal with this. You never stop going deeper and growing deeper when God says, come on, there's still an area here where you're a bit tired. You just deal with just repent, be set free, uh, and and step into a greater measure of freedom. Because then the devil's got no foothold to get into your life. 
And so it's like, oh, you know, we, we need to do that. We need to let him go deeper. But I also, as well as going deeper, we also need it. It's also about going higher. What I mean by this is uh, walking in the light, the armor of God. It's like, hey, um, I just need a, you know, part of the armor of God is the breastplate of righteousness. It's like, I just need to do relationships better. I got to learn, I got to, like for me, marriage, I got to go to marriage counseling and learn how to do marriage better. I got to learn how to do conflict resolution better. I got to lift my game in some areas because I'm sick of the devil getting in through me. And it's like, We've all learned stuff as kids that got us to this point, but it, often it's like, yeah, it got me here, but it's actually holding me back from going further. I gotta lift my game on how to, how to do relationships. I gotta lift my game on how, how to not um, break out in anger. I gotta lift my game in dealing with anger, dealing with sadness, dealing with conflict. Because every time I don't do that well, I'm opening the door. I create a, a doorway for attack. And it's like, no, no, I'm going I'm to be stronger. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to go higher. I'm going to be a better person at the end of this year than I was at the start. Because I, I don't want the devil getting into some stuff. I'm going to learn how to talk to my kids better. I'm going to learn how to talk to my wife better. I'm going to learn how to talk to my grandkids better. Because I, I want to I lift my game on some stuff. And so I, I want to challenge you, get better at stuff because there's a battle on. I don't want footholds for the enemy. I don't want to create opportunities for offense and, and, unf and forgiveness. And so I just want to get better at doing life because then it's like, yeah, I've got this breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, I'm righteous in Christ, but I actually have right relationships in my world. So I, I know how to express disappointment. I know how to ask for things. I know how to deal with conflict better. And there's just a grace and a peace that comes. You know, one of the, one of the um, oh, what was the next one? Is it a verse? The next slide? Yeah, go back, go back. Uh, yeah, no, this one. Yeah, yeah. See, I love this, 1 Corinthians 10, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. This, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, and we take captive. See, the devil's stronghold is not sitting out there with some, the devil's stronghold is a mindset in here and a, and a heart attitude in here. It's like, I want to get more and more free on the inside, and then I'm going to be free on the outside. Come on, God wants to equip you to be free. Look up the next one. Um, what was the next one after that? Okay, go back. Yep, that's good. Go back. Cool. Sorry, mucking you around. One, I found one of the keys is this thing acting in the opposite spirit because the devil wants us to be caught up in the atmosphere of something. When there's an atmosphere of conflict, he wants us to respond back angrily. When there's an atmosphere of sadness, he wants us to buy. He, it's like part of the kingdom thing is, no, we respond in the opposite spirit. You know, G, uh, flick up the next one. Paul says this, and Jesus says the same. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and don't curse. When cursing has come out of you, no, I'm not going to bite, you know, road rage. Nah, 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 and back, nah, same back at you. You're, you're buying, you're getting caught up in something. You know, when they give you the whatever wave, you give them a nice, well, bless you. The Lord bless you. Wave back. Because otherwise I get myself caught up in stuff. Uh, flick up the next one. Um, 
Hey, hey, um, again, this is very, this is very dramatic sounding, but it, it sh it's just this choice. I'm just going to keep living in the values of the kingdom. When people are all grumpy and negative, I'm going to praise. When people are being negative about people, I'm going to be encouraging. When people are cursing, I'm going to be blessing. And I'm not going to buy into stuff. We, um, again, we went back to the Philippines after that time. We were in the southern Philippines, which is a, a kind of Muslim area. And um, we had this one weird, really weird experience. So we lived there for seven years. And um, during Ramadan, when they're all fasting, there's this particular night when everyone calls out for contact with spiritual power. So it's a really dark. It was one year, it was so dark and oppressive. So one day, I'm just out uh, in our side our house and I feel something on my foot and I look down and the snake slithered across my foot. I was like, that's unusual. And it, but I didn't really think anything about it. And then the next day we had this don't worry, there's a happy ending to this. There's a wire wove we had this wire mesh fence and gate and literally at head height the snake was woven through the gate and the fence, blocking us getting out of our gate. And then you go, that's definitely not natural. This is now uh, getting seriously weird. Uh, and then the next night there were um, there were two there was us and an English family missionary family living in the city. And this one night, next night, the guy and me both got woken up in opposite parts of the city with this feeling of this thing on our chest choking us. And we're like, okay, this is now crazy, crazy split. And I'm like, what do we do to break this? And my wife suddenly like, I know what to do. And this verse popped into her mind from Psalm 23, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And she said, we need to buy cake and Coke and ice cream. And we're going to have a big party. And so we, so we got the other people together and we bought cake and ice cream and Coke and we had a big party and the thing broke over us. So I like to say we overcame by the power of cake and Coke and ice cream. But, how do you, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. How did that work? In the midst of a spirit of death, we celebrated life. Come on, there's great power that you don't buy into things, that you operate in an opposite spirit. We're forgiving. We're people who bless. We're people who encourage. We're people who speak life, people who speak hope. Come on, we're, we're pushing back. We're, we're bringing in God's kingdom into all of this stuff. And so... Um, Sorry, I'm rattling through all these. But there's just a, the, the ninth one I want to talk about is, which again is kind of part of doing battle is, man, we need some friends. Because we don't want to, we need friends for support and accountability. I don't know if you've ever found, well, let me give you two. Um, Danny Guglamucci, has anyone heard of him? Australian pastor. Had a terrible, fantastic pastor, amazing church. Then his one of his sons with Hillsong, um, Turned out he'd been lying that he had cancer and he had this all these mental health things, so big shame. Then his, how bad is this? Then his other son, who's a youth pastor, is running a youth camp and lightning hits him and he gets killed. Like seriously, in the middle of the youth camp. Like terror, and now he's got cancer. Danny Guglielmucci. It's just like life has been tough for this guy. But he talks about the story where Jesus uh, was ministering and these four friends bought their friend to Jesus, and they couldn't get to Jesus, so they took him up on the roof and dug through the roof and let him down. And the thing Danny said is, you know, at different times of our life, all of us are sometimes the friends carrying other people, but sometimes we're the guy on the stretcher. And there's times where the battle has just got so overwhelming, it's like, 
I just need some people who carry me at this point. You know, and I, I've got some people who pray for me. Uh, we're, we used to be in Christchurch, now we're in Auckland. There's, there's two uh, women, actually, who often send me prophetic words. That they don't know each other, but they, and they pray for me, and I tell them, and it's like, at times when I'm really struggling, they actually carry me in prayer and prophecy. And it's like, man, so if this is a battle, that sometimes, you know, there's a book written about missionary stress called Honorably Wounded. Sometimes we take a hit. Yeah, most of the time we got our shield up, we got we done all right, but every time every so often something gets through. And it's like, oh, that hurts. Um, my wife was talking at um the leaders thing before um shout about time when our daughter when she was 16, just we t- 15 actually lost complete control and she ran away from home. My wife talks about just weeping constantly for three weeks and just the eczema and stuff that just came from literally just weeping and weeping and weeping and going, there's times like that in our life. We just need someone to come and carry us. It's like, so man, I can't afford to get isolated. A soldier isolated? Not a great idea. If I'm shoulder to shoulder and I take a hit, my mates can carry me away and get me whole again. And it's like, that's one of the reasons the devil wants us to isolate. I've saw, you know, I've seen, you've seen shots with the, um, either hyenas or lions. They try and isolate someone from a herd. Then they can take the weak one down. And it's like, don't, don't, like the devil's not that creative. He just keeps doing the same things. The problem is it keeps working. Oh, I'm offended. Oh, I'm upset. I'm not going to. No, no, don't you realize he's just separated you from the herd and now he can take you down. Don't buy into it. Um, but, but also, um, you know, for support, but also for accountability. I don't know if you find sometimes you make a case in your head that sounds really logical until you tell someone and they look at you like, what? And often even when you're saying the words, you realize, oh, we're sounding so convincing in here. But as soon as it's like, I need some people who say to me, what were you thinking? Like that is the dumbest idea ever. Don't do that. And it's like in choosing to let ourselves be accountable, choosing to have some people around you will go, that is a dumb idea. Don't do that. Uh you know, a few years ago when I was a pastor, a young, well, guy in our church married, um, a kid is like, comes to me and says, oh, I've reconnected with this old girlfriend on Facebook. I'm going to leave my wife and we're gonna go, I'm going to go. It's like, are you stupid? Like you haven't seen her for 15 years. It's all, you're, you're struggling in your marriage right now. This is a big, just in another year, it'll be back to who's going to pay the bills and take out the rubbish and do the washing. It's like, it's a fantasy. Don't do it. I actually said to him, I implore you, don't do this. And he didn't do it, but a year later he did. And then that never came to anything. And it's like, we just need, we need to invite some people, like, tell me when I'm about to do something dumb. Because I want you to keep me safe in the battle. Battle is, man, we're shoulder to shoulder. And no, don't step out. Um, flick up the next one, Proverbs 11. You know, I love this. Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Another translation, for lack of guidance, a nation falls. This, victory is won through many advisors. 
Come on, if I'm in a battle, don't try and do it alone. Because the devil plays with our minds, plays with our insecurities. I need some other people to tell me, no, no, I'm in a battle for my family. How should I deal with this kid? How would you deal with it? I'm in a battle for my marriage. How, what should I do? How should I handle this situation? I'm in a struggle with my finance. What should I get some advice? Financial advisors, marriage counselors, get whatever it takes, but don't try and do it because it's a battle. And, it, and the Bible says victory is won through many advisors. You're not going to win your battles doing it by yourself and being isolated. You know, and the, and the final one, flick up, the, flick up that one, is just this. Oh, sorry, go back. It's just perseverance. You know, I love this thing, Ephesians 6, 13, if you flick this up. You know, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. It's like, man, I took some hits. Man, I made some dumb calls. Do you know what? I'm still here. Someone said 90% of spiritual warfare is just keep turning up. Come on, I'm still here. I've made some big mistakes. I haven't done everything right, but I'm still here. I'm still turning up at church. I'm still turning up to my small group with people who I'm accountable to. I'm still turning up to seek God. I'm still just turning up. And sometimes, yeah, we go through seasons where it's not all, yeah, I took massive ground this year. Sometimes I don't know how you're feeling at the end of the year. It's like, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. That's a win. I'm still standing. I didn't throw in the towel. I didn't call a timeout. I'm still standing. We're still together. No, my wife and I have been through some difficult times. This year we celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. It's like we're still standing. We're still standing. And the test, I, lo- I was talking about this um, college, oh, I was talking about this Armistice Day last week. You know, the, the effect of the First World War really affected my grandparents. Um, both of their marriages ended up breaking up. My parents' marriage broke up. I love the fact that my son got married in February and I took his wedding. I love the fact that his world is, oh, my parents have always been together. My whole background is my parents weren't, my parents were divorced, my grandparents were divorced, a lot of my uncles and I. I love the fact that I've, we've still stood, and it hasn't been flash at times, but I love the fact that my kids now go, they've seen a marriage of 30 years, and it's still standing. Can I invite you to stand? And I don't know how you engage with God, if it's close your eyes or raise a hand or two. I just want you to open your heart to God. Come on, you are a loved child of God. Church is all about family. You're a faithful steward, and church is about just serving. But you're also a soldier who's fighting for the purposes of God in your life. They're not just going to fall into your lap. And so, um, basically, yeah, I, I just trust God that the Holy Spirit and that I just threw 10 things at you. 
somewhere in there, if the Holy Spirit, if you feel like, yeah, man, I just want some people to stand with me and pray with me around this issue. Uh, can I invite you to come out the front and we're going to get some of the leaders because we're not going to do this in isolation. We're going to do this together. So I invite you even right now before we sing, just to come out the front if it's like, yeah, I just want some people to stand and pray around this. I'm going to learn how to praise in the midst of lack or I'm going to learn how to lift my game or I want to finally deal with that uh, inferiority or insecurity. I feel like the Holy Spirit's just told me to invite people to respond. So uh, either I got that wrong or there's some people think you, there's some other people like, yeah, you just want to, you just know, yeah, there's some areas like, man, I'm going to fight for these things. Awesome. Is anyone else? Let me, I felt talking about that, the armor of God, it's this posture. Part of me has got to do Christian life like this. Shield up, swords ready to go. No, devil, I'm moving forward. No, you're not taking ground. I'm going to um, ask these guys to lead us in this. Oh, what song are you going to do? Okay. Cool. That, song, uh, that phrase be still and then they sing that song this morning just that thing yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna be secure in this it's gonna be okay because I'm equipped come on here comes God's Holy Spirit come on life can be hard at times man I couldn't do it without some good friends who got my back who carry me when I've taken a hit who tell me when I'm about to do something dumb, who share prophetic words for me when I'm discouraged. Come on, let's sing this and maybe some of the leaders, let's pray for some of these people because, man, we want to do the battle well. so kind to me. 